said before, Marie Slade. We call him Swifty Difty, Swifty Lefty, Swifty McGee. You know what I mean? We in here trying to bring, bring you the trills perspective, the real perspective, the truthful perspective, the black perspective. What's up, Maurice? What's going on? What's good? Everybody that uh, has listened to my podcast before, you know who it is. It's your boy. Uh, back on it and everything uh, with the trill talk. The trill talk yes, this sir. time. We getting it. Uh, we getting it in. So we got to start with. Uh, we got to start with twenty twenty. We got to start. With, we got to start at the beginning. We got to start with twenty twenty. Right. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What happened? How about that? I'll let you info- unfold what happened with you first, and then we'll go with what happened with me. All right. Twenty twenty. One from Thailand, you know, uh, that's strange because, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know it's the only Southeast Asian country that was never colonized, you know? Yeah. So the pro is it's very, very, uh, somebody tell me change the angle or something, change the angle like what, like this, uh, uh, it's, it's, um, the pro of that is it's Thai, if you get what I mean. Like, there, it's just Thai. Yeah. You know? So you get the authentic, real thing, which, you know, me being in the culture, I can appreciate. The con of that is, you know, the country as a king. Uh, while I was there, actually, the king that did a lot for the country died. And it was, it was, it was very interesting because, you know, here being an American, you know, the president died. Most people be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, or they don't even know. But it was it was very interesting to be there and see people truly, truly heartbroken, you know, like over that King dying that did a lot for the country. And then the son took over. And uh privately a lot of ties, they were like, hey, you know, we ain't feeling this dude and explain it to me how the military really runs the government there, but they can't say they aren't filling them publicly or else they can, something can really happen to them. So Absolutely. it's a different dynamic than here in America where you could be like, fuck Trump and like yeah. nobody care or something. So uh, after that happened uh, in 2020, it is very hard to stay in Thailand. Like people don't get that. If you own a business and it's successful. It's easy to stay there. You get your, uh, you could get your visa up. Outside of that, they almost have no jobs for foreigners because they don't want foreigners to live there. It's like they yeah. want them to to visit there and get exactly. the money, but not to live there. They're like, no, we are fucking Thailand. The new generation ties. They always want a young leader because they want to change all this. But since the military runs everything. It's not changing. Yeah. And like it is very rigged, the votes and everything. Like I was there doing that. And it was the first time they got to vote for anything in a long time. And it was just set up. It was for show. So with all that going on, uh, once I lost my company there, uh, it was just, dude, it was like a movie, man. I was like making deals to stay in Thailand, like, like a straight Nicholas Cage movie, not the cool Nicholas Cage, but like the Nicholas Cage after he fell off type of movie. You know, I was like, like this dog trying to make deals to stay there. And then uh COVID stuff happened. I was like, okay, it's time to go make uh it's time to go make 
some bread because I got a good offer from a UFC uh, gym. Like it's probably the biggest size gym in the world in Pakistan. Everybody was like, hey, man, don't go, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I actually have uh, like acquaintances that are Pakistani, did a lot of research on that, that particular area, which was Lahore and stuff. I was like, OK, I'm going to go signed contracts, re-signed contracts, tried to make sure anything was good to not get fucked over, went there. And Jim was the nicest gym I've ever seen with like nobody in it. Like, <laughs> dude, it was like nobody in it. And they're like, okay, we're supposed to do this, this, this. You guys get all the people in. We're going to bring the people in. You guys train them. And it was just like nobody. They never brought anybody in, never did anything, tried to like, fucking take everybody's passports, not give you a phone. I say, oh, not, no, Doug. No. You know, it was like, no matter how many X's and I's you check out, it was like shit going wrong. I was like, oh my God, dude, we got to get out of here. So <laughs> they just were a total fucking sham and pieces of shit. So got out of there, landed in America, uh, March, and then made some phone calls, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, I can't come back to America like like this. And then made some phone calls, reached a person who owns like one of the best like country clubs in Frisco, I know. They're like, I got you, man. Like 87 an hour, you start at. I'm like, man, I'm about to come on hella fast. Dude, 72 hours later, the country shut down. Yeah. And I was just sitting out there like, like Jerome out of Martin, just trying to climb in people's <laughs> window with nothing, dog. Like, oh, Jerome, Jerome. <laughs> it was cold. That's how that's how my 2020 started, dog. Oh, that's man. how it started. How George started. Man, you know, uh, so I came back from deployment in 2018, June, and then I went back to work, right? Um mm. At that time, I was, I was labeled uh, fully disabled and everything from the military stuff. And then a different company bought the company that I was working at. And with that being said, the job title changed. So <laughs> they had us doing crazy stuff like uh, you'd work your you work your regular shift. Like 10 hours was your regular shift. And then one week out of the month you would be on call. So you would have two hours of free time during that week each day, except on like uh, weekends. So I was like, you know what? You guys aren't giving me any more money. This stress is just going crazy. So I quit October, 2019. So I went back to school, right? Went back to college for graphic. What did you go to, what did you go to uh, school for? Uh, graphic design. And I'm still in school for it. Uh, yeah. moving to San Francisco state. But so I had quit and I was in school. Um, I had quit my job. I was in school. Everything was good. And then it was March 11th, my birthday that they shut everything down, just shut it all down. And it didn't really affect me too much because I was already not working. And <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had already budgeted for that. Um, but now, uh, well, still in school. Questioning, like, if this trail talk, yeah, I'm, on, I'm, we on here recording Rocky. She, <laughs> need, she, we need to get her ass in there too. I'm going to ask questions like, why are all females crazy as fuck? 
It'd be good to have her. We got to get her in here next time. But keep going, man. Yeah. So, so after that, you know, I just sat in the house because my only way out was going to school. That was my only time I would really go out anyways because I didn't have anything to do. So I was sitting in the house. And then pandemic hit, everything hit. So I just sat in the house, man. Just sat in the house and got fat. I was like 205. Uh, 2020 um, and then I made some life changes because I was having all kinds of anxiety from my PTSD and all kinds of stuff like that so I made some changes clean my weight up <laughs> got back to a decent weight like you know one 160 something um but from there I just been staying my ass in the house really <laughs> I've been yeah. like you know uh, got the got the gym here, and then we go to the gym. Obviously, uh, you know, aka, um, aka Tracy, and that's really the only time I get out. Still yet, you know. So hey, that's the <laughs> hey, that's the best time to to get out. You know what I'm gonna do? Because I see people trying to. Uh, they're like, I can't hear them. I'm gonna try to see if I can get these speakers. Oh. You know what I'm? You want me I'm, turn? You want me to turn my mic up? I could turn it up. No, because I got it through my head. Oh, so okay. I, I got I'm going to try to do it through this, but this computer, I got custom built and it's been hella good, but the speaker blew out. So I bought these speakers right here to try to play it through this, but I don't know about these motherfucking speakers. I'm going to have to get a new one. I'm going to have to get a new laptop. Just, uh, let, me, let, me, let me try it. Hold they're, on. they're saying they can't hear you or me. Can't hear you. They want to hear okay. you while I'm talking to you. Okay. Let me Let me try this shit. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try the special speaker. Okay, talk, Maurice. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, all right, cool. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, keep keep going. Yeah. So as far as the pandemic, I just been staying my ass home. And the only time I really go out is the gym. I mean, lately, obviously, you know, summer shit and all that. People doing stuff. I've I've gone out, but besides, that, I've been I've been in my house. Yeah. Hey, the house the best place to be. Yes. What color are we? You yeah, feel me? Exactly. Okay. What what's going? Okay, so I've heard you know what. Most people just copycat, obviously. But everybody was blaming 2020 and all this ongoings on Trump. What's your thoughts on, on, on that? What do you mean? Like the pandemic on him? Yeah, like everybody. So, you know, you just look at social media. I'm speaking when I say everybody. I'm talking to social media kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. the social media, not even kids because it's the fucking adults. Too. Right. But it's like. Oh, COVID got in the country because Trump mishandled this. COVID got so bad because Trump mishandled this. Uh, uh, the whole uh, George Floyd thing and, and and all the cops beating up everybody was because of Trump do, not doing this or doing this. Oh, everybody's racist because of Trump. Like it, you see the craziest shit on <laughs> on social media. At least here's the thing about it: like you laugh, but the sentiments are echoed. Well, and you. Know, like throwing a big rock in the water, the ripples go very far. And it's like when I was seeing these things on social media, you don't take it too serious. Cause you know me, I'm like most people are fucking idiots anyways in my mind. But 
then you start seeing it and you see like 10 people saying it, then 20, then 30, then 100, then 200. And then I will honestly say over the months, I've seen thousands of people on social media between Twitter and Instagram and Facebook through, uh, throughout 2020 echoing these sentiments. So what, what's your thoughts? So my thoughts on, on, on the whole pandemic and, and the Trump era presidency, um, I think... I don't think okay, I, got, I got some for you. I, Somebody said if Trump closed the borders quicker, we would have had more time to prepare and possibly save more lives. What do you feel about that? So I, you know, I think that is a very hard assumption to make because you got to remember, like, close the borders to what? So if you close the borders, say to China, it came actually in New York through Europe. So you would have to do like a whole a whole federation of of nations to do that. And that and and then when you start talking about that, you start talking about shipping. That goes bad now. Yeah. Nothing's getting shipped because people got to drive those boats or or the planes or whatever to ship it. Then you start talking about uh I mean, it, that to to just completely shut our borders. I don't think we we would be able to, we can make it that way personally yeah i, don't think I, I so. agree that was one i'm happy that they brought that up because that was one of the things that i saw going around and i was like would do people actually understand what this fucking entails you know like it, 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 because i said you know like if you look at things most people are followers right this is biologically proven so they usually see something and jump on it and a lot of people speak on things where they don't, you know, unfortunately, they don't put a lot of thought processes behind them themselves. This is also shown throughout studies. And that was one of the things when I saw it, I was like, at words worth, it does make sense. But beyond words worth, it doesn't. Because how can you just shut down the borders? First of all, there's many other countries that have business with the, with the U.S. You have, which countries do you close the borders to? Uh, which one's not. And then people come in by boat, people come in by plane, and they come in by different kind of boats, different kind of planes for different kind of reasons. Uh, there's goods and products that we need to keep the economy running. If you, And then after that, it gets iffy because it's like, okay, well, I thought we shot the borders to protect ourselves from this. But then let's be real. If you're going out to collect goods, you could easily catch COVID the same way and be bringing the goods here and spread it. And it was just, Absolutely, but but very very complicated, you know. And then on top of that, you shut the borders. What about the Americans who are out on vacation or such? Do they not fucking come back? You know. So, but the 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 messed up thing about trying to close our borders, which which just won't it, it it won't work. But the messed up things is you need to get things in the country and out of the country. At that point, if we did that, we are no longer part of the trade system of the world trade. So at that point, then our banks are going to have to look at us as as the as the as as the world currency, because we are the world currency. The dollar is the world currency. So now we have to start looking at that. And then you start looking at like weird things like um, our deal with Saudi Arabia to trade oil in dollars. You know, now you've shut all borders. That means you've shut your economy completely down. Correct. 
Now you have to look at it. You became self-internalized. Yes. And how long long can that last, if you really think about it? I like, most people, if you really think about it, no individual is self-sufficient because we all rely on interaction with other individuals in some capacity to survive. So if you do that to a country and look at it the same way, especially us, we're the number one country in the world, power-wise, what then? No matter how powerful you are, like, our power comes from our deals with other countries. If you be real about it, and now you take that away, what trouble do you bring to yourself and then even in the future? Because you will lose the power you amassed over you, time. You, you, you cause a power vacuum. And Somebody said, do you think he downplayed the virus? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Too. <laughs> absolutely. That, that, that's yeah, that's yeah, without yeah, question. That's, yeah. I believe that too. He did act like it wasn't fucking shit. I mean, but here's the thing: that's he yeah, has the president, but it's how do you view the president? Do you view that as the most powerful fucking man? Do you have your own opinions? I believe everybody should have their own opinion, anyways. Do your own research. It was it, you would know he's downplaying it. Like it, it's it's pathology, and it seemed to be a serious one even at a glance. So, but that goes to I, I, I don't blame that on. Uh, it, it, let me change what I'm about to say. I blame him for his own ignorance. I believe that if you're the, uh, the president of the country, you should really be doing your research and ha- and not be that ignorant because people are going to follow you. But at the same time, only giving 50 percent of that responsibility, because like you can easily be like you or I. We don't listen to shit and be like, it's true. Like, you know, you can do your own fucking research but too many people saw the president who does have a responsibility to people say and then they're like it's true paul <laughs> and they well, just fall and it got fucking dumber from there well you know? first first let, I'll, I'll just back up to the beginning of it like okay I, I i don't think trump is at fault for for this getting into the country and everything but i do think he is at fault for how far it went Went, yeah, how he handled it yes. once he was here. And, yes, and but yes. but in 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 the light of Trump, to me, he does he has no business in public service. He has no business in public service because he's more about how can it better me, not how yeah. can it better everybody else. It's only how can it better me. So with that thought process, he's thinking how can this better me? It can't. All I can do is try to put a fake face on it so that way I could get reelected because all he had for reelection was his uh was how he handled the economy. The economy was in the dump at that time because of COVID. So people are like, "Wait a minute, man, you need to get a hold of COVID to get a hold of this economy." And he yeah. never did that. You know when I really think about it, because I try to look at things objectively and subjectively, uh, I think if I if I could open up a time portal, right, and Trump, once it got here, did everything within his power to keep it to spread, I honestly believe it would have anyways. And here's why. If you look at everything, like after it was here, after it was fucking all these deaths, after it was showing what it did to people, after they started really getting into it and saying, hey, we see it doing this. This is how it's killing people. These are the people that have a higher mortality rate. This is this. You know, like it took a lot of spreading 
to get start getting the facts out. Because at first it was more a hearsay. If you look at people, not Trump, after that, dude, they were cracking down on parties in Stockton, I was reading. Yeah. Cracking yeah. down on fucking parties in SAC. Cracking down on gatherings in Oakland and Frisco. New York had like a 2,000-person uh, BDSM party that got cracked down. I remember reading Florida crazy. Nigga, they kept partying. So you can't blame Trump. You know, people love so, pointing a finger. They so, don't like to take responsibility. You cannot blame Trump for right. for people's general ignorance because yeah. that's on them. And that's when they saw what it was doing. At this point, there was already so hell of death. So and, and people kept doing this shit. So you know, and I, somebody asked something. Uh, I, I, me, I, I I'll take a different point of view on that one. All right, I, and then I, I got I, a question for somebody for you. I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Trump for how it spread because Trump was advocating for no masks Mask, before, yeah. before we had, before we had a vaccine, right? Now, if Trump would have advocated just for masks, think about how much that would have stopped the spread, not of COVID-19, the, the original variant I'm talking about for, for the, uh, for the mutations of it, you know, with the Delta and all that stuff, because as it spreads, that's going to give more people, that's going to give it more chance to mutate. Right. Yeah. So I, I can blame some of that, but this, we didn't know enough to, to stop it from spreading. What we do know now is enough to try to keep variants down. Um, I don't, I, I think Trump definitely could help with that. He could have taken the vaccine on TV to so his supporters would be like, "Oh, okay." You know, he could have been a, a sport in a mask because his supporters would have been like, "Okay." So if you think about it, it's like it's like eighty five percent of Democrats have gotten the shot, right? And I believe it's somewhere around seventy percent of independents. Guess who's the one that's in the in the bottom? Republicans. He's the spokesperson for Republicans. He's the leader of Republicans, right? So they're, I think they're only at like 40%. You got to remember, half of the country voted for Trump, right? So if you're telling me that his supporters are only at 50% vaccination rate, where's the problem? He could take care of that if he wanted to, but he's a selfish person. Where does it help him? It doesn't because because then you're in line with Biden. That's who his rival is. Then you're in line with Biden and the Democrats. So now they say, okay, well, they're the same on that. Well, now how could I say they're different and stuff like that? And then you also have to remember that Trump went on a went on a tirade for three years of. to make the public distrust the government, the government in general, whether it was whether it was for health, whether it was for policing, whether it was for whatever, hey, because man, the help. Let's him. be real here. You shouldn't trust. <laughs> you know I mean? let's, let's be real here. I understand what you're getting at, but that nigga ain't wrong. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, he should have been like, "Don't trust nobody, not even me." I'd have been like, "Okay, you know, that's the most honest thing." 
Yeah, remember, yeah, but you know? but but you remember. Here's the thing. I understand where you could say, look, the Justice Department has done this historically and this and that. He wasn't talking about that. He was just trying to make people not believe in 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 our federal government because he doesn't work the way our federal government works. You got to remember, he's a businessman. Most businesses are what? They damn sure aren't diplomatic about things. It's my way or the highway. Right, you know. So here's the thing, Trump. He could have helped, but you know what I mean. He could have. I, you know, no, like he I could've. said, he did, not do a, he did not do a good job there. But if you look forward right now in the 2021, and I agree with you, I think. I think here, here's what I, I feel. I feel like he could have slowed it, but not stopped it because. Because like I was saying, you can't control the individual and the ignorance, even after I do. This is when like hundreds of thousands of died and people were out there partying. I remember I was in Oakland fucking at my boy's house and they was having a sideshow <laughs> with hella people, dog. Yeah, no mask. Dude, yep. they say six feet. It was motherfuckers twerking on people out there. Out there. So it's just people are people. You know what oh. I mean? Like people are people. Hold on. We got a few things. Um, right. My- the president, what do you think it is? I think the pre- I think as a president, the job is to unite the country. I, I I don't feel that. What do you feel about that statement? I think I think that is what we aspire to do, but the way politics is set up, you can't do that. You you just can't. And 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 here's the sad thing about America: we're a country of war. The only time we unite together is when we have a a real enemy. In war, yeah, everybody, everybody nationalistic. Then. Yep, everybody nationalistic. Then, always, yeah. it's, it's, but I don't. I, that statement is very. It's, it's crazy because how can a single man unite an entire country? Well, I see a, a way because there's too many. Everybody has a different personality, right? We can agree upon that. It, so, it, it, so you would have to know the psychology of each person in order to trigger what would make them want to unite in a sense because everybody has a different drive right i think that might be true but 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 i think your president can do a lot for that because he can say okay well democrats want to get this done and and republicans want to get this done let's meet in the middle instead of saying you know democrats they're a bunch of socialists or you know uh republicans they're a bunch of racists you know, yeah, they could definitely you, not do that. Yeah, they're going so so once yeah. once they go after people's character like that, then people turn it very personal and they're like, "Hold up, I'm a Republican, but I'm not racist. What the hell? You know, you know what? Screw these Democrats because they're going after me personally and my personal identity, and vice versa. You know, um, so it the way our politics are actually set up, it, it it's a shame, but it's um, like one side against the other, and it's been getting more and more extreme. Um, ever since uh, what's his name uh, was gonna get kicked out of the presidency. Uh, it's an entire office. Yes, we are well aware that the president has many people behind them. Um, what up? What's up? Somebody said, "What's up, Coach?" Thoughts on pulling out of Afghanistan during the Taliban takeover. We will get to that. We're still covering 2020 right now. 
You got we're still covering 2020. Ask any anything we're talking about 2020. Keep going, Maurice. Okay. So so what do you feel about okay, sticking to that if the president can unite a country beyond Democrats, Republicans, what do you feel they can do to unite? Do you feel like like let's this is this ongoing thing of whites versus blacks and whites versus everybody? If you were the president, how would you alleviate? What would you do being a black man, of course? So you you you've personally experienced these kind of tensions and stuff as so, I have. What would you do? What would you forget asking this president? Fuck that. No, no. As a I, black yeah. man, as a black man, okay, no, that's cool. That's, that's as a cool. Because, what would you do to, that you feel would help alleviate this tension? Because I've, I've I've thought about this a lot, right? And the first thing that a leader needs to do, I believe, just to calm the 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 thought of even being racist or having some negative racial feelings or whatever, right? Some, um, some prejudgments. Um, I think what a leader can do is say as Americans, as Americans, this is naturally enshrined in us as Americans it's naturally enshrined in us. You could go through the history of it. To do to say that, but that's not the point I want to get at. The point is everybody has these prejudgments, whether we know it or not. The thing that needs to be said is we all have it. Yes, I have them. Yes, you have them. The thing that needs to happen is we need to notice it when we're in that situation or when it happens. So that way we could do a self check. We could look in the mirror and say, hey. Why am I feeling uncomfortable around all these Mexican people? They ain't done nothing to me. They, they're actually been cool with me, you know? So why am I feeling that way? So now people need to put self-check on themselves and say, okay, I have this problem. I know it now, and I need to work on it. And I've had those issues before, you know? And- so that's... that's- which why the fuck is my phone? Right so that's that's introspection, though. You know what so, I mean. But and so if if you ask people to do that, psychology shows that's something that it is very, very, very beneficial to character growth and progressive change. But very few people do it. Well, so how could you? That's almost so, an impossible. So, ask. so so the reason why I say that is because. You, you know? you're letting people know that, hey, you're not the only one that thinks like this. So you don't have to be ashamed. You're only ashamed when it happens and you keep letting it fester inside and you don't do anything about it. We all have these issues because we were brought up like this in America. That's how we were brought up in America. Just think about it. Just think about how crazy we were brought up. If, if So our mind looks at things right and it takes a it takes an image of it so that way we don't have to see it and re comprehend it so like a stop sign you don't read a stop sign right you see it and you know it's a damn stop sign right that's what has happened in america with skin color that's how they have done that through the history of america so 
we naturally have been taught this, whether it was TV, whether it was how we saw other adults react to other adults, how we saw other kids act to other kids that were taught this earlier than us or whatever. It it is literally. Literally. (laughs) Let me tell you this. If I gave you if I gave these people certain words like thug. What pops in your head? Can you be honest with yourself? What pops in your head? You need to be. If I call, if I said a nerd, what pops in your head? You know, these are things that we have been taught over and over, whether we know it or not. It's like marketing, whether we know it or not. So here's, here's my, you know, cause you know, I'm like from a family of yeah. psychologists. So I'm always like thinking, I overthink. That's probably why I don't fucking sleep. But, uh, (laughs) you know, looking at something, I'm thinking education reform, parents got to teach their kids. That's what somebody said. Uh, Here's what, that's actually some of the stuff I'm thinking about. Here, that's very difficult. I'll give an example because ironically, I'm looking at people right, right now that's making me think of something. We're old as fuck, you know? Yeah. I interact with adults, right? Mm-hmm. Where I just got through having an interaction, actually. Somebody felt a particular way, right? <laughs> I gave every single fact that we both knew was a fact of why their feelings was wrong. I never got uh, yeah, you're correct. I never got an apology. And it wasn't even a like a stop and a pause, right? Mm-hmm. In the conversation, mm-hmm. it was just talking around it, a reason why, and all this. And I feel like, and this is from an adult. Yeah. So the point mm-hmm. I'm getting at is people, even at our age, even for the most simplistic disagreements are, are incapable of stopping for a moment. Because if you look at it, intro, introspect is just a, a moment of internalizing something. People, even at our age, because of the way that they've, like you said, they've been taught, they've been brainwashed. Like there's a little saying I made called crash the mode, meaning like reboot the whole fucking computer. Yeah. You've been taught wrong yeah you know what i mean you have been taught wrong i feel like and it's crazy to me when adults can't do that and you know me i'm a cold person and not cold in the sense of like i'm a fucked up but i'm a person when i know i'm correct and i know somebody's wrong i won't take my time and explain something to a grown person over and over that they did wrong to me you know what i mean i'm just gonna be like hey deal with it because what i know and it's going to happen and it's and, and it's near impossible not to happen. If this is your disposition at the time where you can do wrong and do everything but internalize and take the time to say you're wrong, you will not only have this problem with me. You're going to have this problem with anybody that's at a certain standard. And because at that point, you can only interact with people at your current level or below in certain in certain in certain aspects because it shows when it's going above that and 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 it's getting to the real stuff you can't handle that 
And I think that introspect needs to start being tied. If you remember when we were kids, it's just, it's too simplistic. It's like, if you do wrong, say sorry, Billy. And then if you look at it, that's all. Even when I'm watching my son, my son, not like his little generation of shit. My son knows better, but I see his things. And it's just like kids do something wrong. They're like, I'm sorry. And the parents are like, thumbs up. And then it's done. It's not like, it's no lessons of, uh, it, 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 it's no holding themselves accountability. Like a real, like I was taught an apology and sorry are two different things. That's how I was taught in my family. It's no holding accountability. Nobody says, what, I never seen parents say, what did you do wrong? Why was it wrong? Or, 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 or make some kind of punishment to make them correct the wrong or hold them accountable for the wrong or anything. And I even remember when I was in school, that's just all it was. It was just like, oh yeah, I fucked up. Then they're like, okay, well you're off for timeout. Because I remember you remember back yeah. in school, you sitting on timeout, and the, and then you just tell the teacher like, they see you sitting in recess looking sad, so you knew to play the role, you know, just look over there sad. Then the teacher feels bad for you, and then it's like, oh, are you sorry, Dom? Yeah, and you're free. And it's crazy because even when I was speaking to this adult, I, I was thinking about school because it was like they wanted me to empathize with them kind of like I used to sit and give the fake sad look in order to get out for PE and and, and then everything's okay and I'm like I can't empathize with this because you're fucking wrong and it's just too embedded in people that that's all it takes so I think I think I think I think what you're hitting on is uh participation trophies one um yeah, no, you didn't win. You don't get a trophy. All right? <laughs> get on. Now, and then I think you're you're hitting on things of you know, it, here here's the problem. The real problem, and this even goes back to Trump and all that. Education in America. Yeah. Education. Trash. Let, let, Trash. let me tell you. How the coronavirus spreads and everything and, and the variants and all that, that is elementary school math. I mean, elementary school science to understand that. And, and there's people that can't understand that. I mean, so here's what people are making their own realities these days. If you haven't noticed, like, yep, people are seriously making their own realities that's, yeah, they say one of the most used things people say is my world. And when you yes. think about that, the words worth of that is fucking scary. Because I'm like, what world do you live in? Like, I thought we were all exactly. here. You know? Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. So it, well, you're, talk, you're touching on the, the, the trash education of America. Now, what you've got to remember, that's purposely done. The education system being rotted out the way it is, it's purposely done. Education is is equity now. So yeah, that 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 they that's screwed. That that they this has been messed up for a long time. Most people don't even understand how our government works, to be honest with you. How the hell do you not understand how your government works? Most people don't understand that. They do not. They don't understand midterms, they don't understand all that. They don't understand that how direct these votes impact your life and stuff like that. Because 
the education system has failed them. And, and as, as a whole, the United States has failed their generations coming up. I like, I like, you see the Nordic countries. Yeah. So, yeah, like, like, you know, and for anybody that ever watches it, don't know that's like Denmark, Mm -hmm. Sweden, Norway, you know, all these, what else is there? Finland, all, all these places. And, um, it's crazy because, of course, their education is free. So the crazy, the, the thing that makes them crazier is they not only is it free, but they pay people a stipend enough to live so you can rent an apartment, feed yourself, and slightly have enough to go out and socialize because they do believe that so, socializing is a part of a proper life. So they give you enough for a house food and a little bit of socializing while you go for going to school anything any extra money you want is on you but they say hey this is enough to live and focus on school the result of that is they have people young as hell there they literally have people in their 20s with like two masters double masters masters and phds and everything and right now finland they say is producing the most intelligent people in the world overall, back to back to back to back, because out of all the places, they seem to be the most obsessive with education. And it's like, with all we have at our disposal, for the, like the internet, for example, it's misused, you know? I saw an interview with the creator of the, of the internet, uh, this was maybe seven months ago. And it was crazy because he said, I am personally responsible for starting the apocalypse. And to me, that was like scary because I'm like, who knows both the pros and the cons more than the creator? You know what I mean? Like, oh. I'm like, and it's like people don't, don't, because the schools are fucked up, but self-education is a big thing too. You know what I mean? Self-education is a big thing a big thing as well. Like my son, he goes to school. I'm not satisfied with, with, with the schooling system. So since he's been a kid, I have always given him homework. And then because of that, my son excels in regular school. And when it comes to life, he's way ahead of other kids. You know, even, even my, my newest one, one years old, they're like, I went, we went and got him tested everything. And he's way ahead of his age. So like, what do you feel? Do you feel like, even do you feel like people themselves knowing this education system is fucked up, aren't holding themselves accountable and like parents are holding themselves accountable and doing what they could do on their own part to educate themselves or their kids more as well? Or do you just think that like the government should take the lead and, and be more like Norway and stuff and, and say, Hey, everything's free. Let's really pump in education. Do you think it's a combination of both? You know, what, Okay, so I think it's a combination of both. Once one thing, the social education system needs to be upgraded. I mean, this is this is really ridiculous, you know. Like it, it. So then I think, yeah, there should there should still be private schools and all that for people that you know want to pay that or whatever. That's great. I don't have a problem with that. But the dumbing down of our children is a problem. 
and and we see how it's turning out. You know, we, it we see how it's turning out. Now, think about this. <laughs> there's there's a thing that my nephew watches, and it's 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 like weird stuff. He the guy asks people like simple questions just to see if they know. People and they're on college, college campuses. Be like, you know, how many years is a century? And they don't know. You know, yeah, I've seen stuff when people don't know a decade. Yeah, they don't know a decade. They, you know, so how are you going to tell me if they don't know a decade, right? How are they going to tell me about politics? Because politics goes on years. How long they're going to be in office for until they're up to re-election and stuff like that. You know, that lets me know that... I couldn't probably trust this dude to count a hundred dollars, honestly. And that I should be able to allow a five-year-old to count to a hundred. You know, this is crazy. But you have adults, like you're saying, because of social media, because they have, say, a thousand people that agree with them. And it's their world. They feel like the whole world agrees with them. And they can't be wrong. Because there's other people telling them the same thing. So how could I be wrong? This person's in Italy. They're telling me the same thing. How could I be wrong? We know how. Um, so we have a big problem there. That we need to get education under, under, under wraps. But I don't. I, I think maybe it's gone too far. To the point where we can't. Because us as adults are the ones that have the opportunity to change it. We're the ones that pay tax dollars. That go to these schools. We have the power to change it. Everybody that votes has that power to change it. It's just we're split so many different ways. That's never going to happen. So I'm going to propose something to you. Because you know I'm a, I'm a big believer in self. It's like. Of course, this is going to go out. So a lot of viewers don't know. You know, you're a little bit more familiar with it. But uh, when I was in the middle of my fighting career, I was fighting with my left arm almost not working entirely. And pain, like the worst pain every day for seven, eight years until uh, a doctor that was a fan of mine sponsored me uh, like most of a surgery. And my neck was actually like, like in the cervical spine, the work, the most sensitive part. And the way the crack was, he said, I actually should have been paralyzed. And it's funny because I'm actually friends with this doctor today because he said, you know, and this is a doctor who he's a leading spine surgeon in, in America. He teaches other spine surgeons how to do spine surgery. So he's like top of the line. And he said, you make me believe that there's more then we can never study because this you should be paralyzed and you're not. So it shows there's a lot about the mind and its correlation with the body. We don't know. And it's mind over everything. You know, you're living proof. And we just became friends after that because he's like, dude, you've been fighting when you should be paralyzed. And somehow not only are you not, you're fighting. And that's always stuck with me because I didn't know that this was happening to me. I I was paying stupid ass Kaiser thousands and thousands of dollars to do tests on my arm. And they were like, this is your arm. Come back. Here's some drugs. Come to find out my neck was fucking snapped yeah. like a Bruce Lee movie. So I'm <laughs> really big. That 
like I was already a big believer in the power of self and it became more so after that. Like I became extreme on that. And especially after spending a lot of time in Southeast Asia too, because it, I believed in that in a different sense when I saw really poor people fucking happy as fuck. And I was like, dude, I know people in America way more than this and they fucking miserable, you know? So Bro. it was just, uh, the, 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 uh, the thing is, what I'm getting at pertaining to the topic that we're on is, um, so in my travels, right, when I was in, living in China, it's summer, you know? And as an American, I was always taught, like, summer school, summer, summer is fun time, you know? I was watching kids studying English, studying music and instrument, and a bunch of other shit. There was, like, that's what the fuck they do. Same when I was in Europe. These kids were, like, sports doing this. Like, something progressive. When I was in the Middle East, it's, like, same thing and everything. And then it was fucked up because I'm, like, an American going all these places, like, and, and it's, like, fucking adults, hella educated. They know what's going on in their country. They know what's going on in other places in the world. Having these real deep well, conversations, well-spoken. The kids are doing this now. And I'm like, sitting there as an American, I'm like, God fucking damn, we're fucking dumb. You know, and you don't really see it until you go travel. So I feel, and then when, when and I, I hate to say it, but I'm honest about our people and shit. Like when I'm even on the internet and stuff or on YouTube, I see like these kids that taught themselves like piano or this or that through YouTube and everything. Cause the parents pushed, I watched this one white family, their kid knew 10 languages at, at like six. And then when I see black kids, it's like twerking. They know music videos, all these raps. And I ended up seeing this study that was done recently because, you know, they say like, Oh, well, these kids are dumber because these schools are in this neighborhood and they don't have these resources. And, don't get me wrong, I believe there's some truth to that, but this real interesting study was done once where they compared some kids that were just like go-getter kids, you know? Like, I'm fucking getting this shit. I'm getting out of the hood, blah, 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 in a school with no resources. Then they took these other schools in these rich neighborhoods, right? And they just looked at some of the students there and because they were so privileged, they weren't really like, oh, I need this. And when these studies were coming out, what they were looking for is it, they were like, is it a direct correlation or indirect correlation of how much is in the school or is it the individual? And a lot of it was coming out as the individual, like a lot of kids that really applied themselves in these shitty environments actually had more education than these kids who didn't apply themselves and they have the resources, all these resources. So what I'm getting at, I think education, don't get me wrong, I think it needs to be made better and stuff. And I do believe it all starts with the people. But because it starts with the people, I feel like the people aren't doing enough. Like people aren't like people aren't pushing them kids, like teaching the kids themselves. They aren't compensating for what the education here lacks. Like in other countries, I was seeing the parents really involved in education, even with the systems a little bit better. They aren't, they aren't gearing them. It's just like, you ever see, hear people, a lot of, like my grandma says, and my mom, the kids nowadays are raised by the phones and the, and the computers and the TVs. And I feel like fucking, uh, before the government, 
you cannot rely on the government. As much as I want to blame them and say, hey, they should make this better and stuff like that. I feel like you have to lead by example. And if you aren't even doing anything to change, like how your kid is learning or, or, or for your kid's education, why would anybody else? It's kind of like the Black Lives Matter thing. How can we say, hey, white people, look, our lives matter. And we go shoot up 30 niggas. You know what I mean? Like, and I, and I feel like that's a huge problem. I feel like it's, uh, it's the parents and a lot of things. I feel like it's the adults. And I'm actually scared what stuff is going to be like when my son gets older. So check this. <laughs> so this is, this is what I will, what, how I see things. And, and it's pretty. Hold on, hold on one second, Marie. Somebody to add to your talk, to your thoughts. So you can address this too. Somebody said. Uh, they think that the government dumbs down education. Teachers need to care and put in more effort as well. There are a few out there that care, but there's a majority of them that just meet the bare minimum. So add that to your. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It goes, it goes hand in hand anyways. I, I would kind of touched on that. So I want to, so do you guys remember, uh, Biden was running for president and everything. Um, this last one, when he got elected, one of the main one of one of their criticisms was a speech that he did in 1984 right where he said if women enter the workplace like men that's the downfall of families so he was getting ripped because he was called he's being called a sexist for it right because he said if women enter the workplace see I think people are too simple-minded on this. It's not women. Obviously, women were the ones to stay home back then. Let's let's fast forward to now, which is like almost 40 years later. I'm going to give you some timelines in between that and show you the breakdown. But, so, 84, right? Just think about this. 84, he says this. When was the first high school uh, mass shooting? What was it, 99? Was it 99? I believe it was 99. So, think about think about what he said. How many years no. how many years later? The kids that were born that year as a, and 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 then the timeline to that shooting. Those kids are in high school. So, exactly the time that he said this will break down the family life. You have your first mass shooting at high school time from when he said that. That's crazy. If you really think about it, that, that shows the breakdown of how mom and dad and even grandma has to work these days. Who's giving the family, who's giving the values to these kids, right? So now you got the teacher giving values to the kids or you got... I don't know, the next door neighbor kid, his brother, his older brother or sister or whatever. So that's that is part of that breakdown. Now, let's look at it. That's almost 40 years ago now. Right. It's almost 40 years ago. So now you have parents that have grown up like that. Right. So now it's normal. Now it's almost normal. This is so this is normal. Now, so you got parents 
that were growing up like that. So they think their kids should grow up like that. Oh, that's perfectly fine. Which it's not. This is that the money aspect of this country, the explosion of of stuff like that, of how much things cost and them trying to get more people working so they could collect more tax dollars and such and such that has broken the back of the average family. They, it, no, there's, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. There's a quote that says, if you don't teach your children, somebody else will. You hey, know? let's get, a, hey, let's get a question from them though. Let's get a question. Who got some questions? I see people more making comments and then having, having uh, somebody just said on point mode. Uh, let's see. Anybody got any questions? Somebody said people don't even know who's their representative. Nope, let them don't. turn on an office. Government should be taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. I believe somebody else said, I believe everything inside the presidential and government along with law enforcement all need to be reformed as a system and needed to be better for us and our future generations. What do you think about that? Um, I, I, I think we need to get back to reality with, with, with kids. You know, you don't have to be harsh. You don't have to impose reality on them. You can let them develop it and let them know like, yes, this is real. This is this, this is that. You know, you can let them figure that out and then, you know, correct them as need be. Yeah. This is how I go about things. When my it's crazy. Son, you know this. And when you have a son, I'm Uncle Don. I'm going to say son. You better not have no damn daughter. I'm going to have a daughter. <laughs> I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be over for you, Don. But uh, this is how I've always went about things. My son. I've always made sure I was yeah. I'm like, this is sex. These are the diseases. Look at the pictures of what it can do. This is how you fucking get it. This is women. Here's some pros and some cons that I've went through. Blah, blah, blah. Like, any, yeah. any, any fucking thing, I make sure it comes from me first. Because look at the psychology. You know what psychology shows? The first impression is always the strongest. And it shows that, let's say, your kid was told something by his friend first. He cannot have a relationship with his friend that he has with his parents. But because the friend told him about weed first, even if his parents tell him second, right, who he trusts way more than the friend, it is very hard to break through the friend's impression simply because the friend told him about weed first. And this study has shown that this psychology is true in most people. So even if you know somebody longer and everything, if somebody gets to you first, it's hard to get around that because it's already went into your mind. So that's why I always, and you cannot do it for everything. It is literally fucking impossible. The world has too many variables and things going on and facts and fiction and everything else. But I try to think of the most important things and get to my son first. And and I remember when he was tiny, like people saw me talking to a three year old, like, yeah, you could die. Like, like, why is he telling this to a three year old? You know, but I've always just went about it. I give him the space to be a kid. I give him the space to learn on his own, but I always keep him informed. You know what I mean? I always keep him informed and I always try to be the first one. Mir's mom be the, the first one 
to uh to inform him and it seems to be working pretty well of course it's still some kid shit where like they gotta go test the waters but at least my son he'd dip his foot in i remember growing up i would see some of my friends and i'm sure you probably had some too where they just jump in the fucking head first and it's and, and unfortunately i've had friends die doing that you know what i mean so at least my son would dip his toe and be like this too cold you know and kind of back <laughs> off but you know it's it's interesting. This might say something. Else. Nope, not yet. So, twenty twenty. That was twenty. Oh, yeah, let's, let's get over twenty twenty because twenty twenty was bad, man. It was just rotten. I mean, it was rotten as hell. It was, it was like rotten. even the sun had a sad face in twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> even the sun wasn't shining the same. Uh, yeah, it was bad, man. 2020 you know when you could just look at the sun and your eyes ain't burning, something going on. Even the sun wasn't radiating right in 2020. Yeah, especially yeah. up here. All the smoke from the fires still. Who got that? Oh, oh my gosh. So in Thailand, they, up in northern Thailand, they start burning stuff, like dry stuff. Hey, dog, I have never lived in so much smoke in my goddamn life. I almost became Smokey the fucking bear, dog. It was, <laughs> it was so bad. Like, dude, it would be daytime. I'm not joking. And you look up and it was like dust or something. Like all day was dust. It was fucking crazy, dude. And then they would be like, dude, my son was missing hella school because they was like, oh, the levels are purple. You know, like the yeah, purple is yeah, like yeah. worse. Like, I can't go. I'm like, nigga, I'm breathing this in even in the house. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm like, body. Do me well. I've been taking care of you. <laughs> Do hell of people were getting sick I, and everything. I was like, why are they doing this? Here's it one was, wow. Here's one thing I was thinking about, like when you're going through stuff. I I want to know like how do people find credible sources? How do you find credible sources? You know, do people know how to find credible sources? Instead Wait, of credible sources for what exactly? Are you for 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 things just happening in the in the news or whatever the case be or things happening around the world, national news, whatever. See, people don't. You know what people do? NBC, ABC, Instagram, boom, Reddit, uh, YouTube, Reddit, see it, hear it, believe Facebook. it, don't question it, done. Yes. Facebook, they favor when yeah. Facebook's full of shit. Yeah, it is. Um, That's <laughs> the worst. I thought Instagram was the worst, but dude, you will find the most lamenting post <laughs> on Facebook. Dude, it's like people going there and be like, oh, look, they will write a bio because you can write longer than yeah. you can on Instagram just so people go, oh, it's okay. And Facebook be having the most propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's what I'm saying. Like, but dude, people just read it and believe it. Nobody mm, takes the time. To you know, you okay. know research takes time. Yes, it does. And people don't so, want to use time. So, they so, won't use time to get their makeup done. They will use time to chase a hoe. You know what I mean? Or do this dumb shit. They won't take time to educate. Yeah. To get into the know. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. they don't do it. You know, one of my favorite personal things is uh I like to go read off the grid news sites, off the grid vloggers, off the grid bloggers and i and one of my favorite things is finding people whether it's a vlogger a blogger or a news person from the country 
covering the news that I'm currently want to know about me or personally, the state that or served yeah. me the best or that the state or the yeah. like oh. when with the stuff that was going on with Palestine I kept up with that so well because I actually know people there while so, it was happening and I was like what's going on tell me this and that what are you experiencing are you okay are you alive and I kept I was kept like so informed you know but that's my personal way for so, me in college, in college, we have to go over this. The sources have to be credible and everything like that. As, as you know. Yeah, you know that. Um, but let me, let me tell you something I do. Um, let's say we're watching the most popular news channels there are in America. Let's say we're watching CNN and Fox. The most popular news channels in America, right? So, okay. Now, let me tell you something. There's truth in all of them. But there's a lot of exaggeration in most of it. Okay. So, like, if, say, Fox is reporting there's a shooter on, you know, say Fox is reporting there's a shooter in Texas, da-da-da-da-da. Right? I turn it to CNN. They say the same thing, right? This is what I do know. There's a shooter in Texas, and that's fact. Okay, now maybe Fox says, "Oh, this is this is a black dude that's angry with how he's been treated by police." Right? Okay, maybe it is. That go to Fox. I mean, CNN. See what they say, and then you might get your discrepancies there. So then you find out. Wait a minute. CNN saying one thing. Fox is saying another. What's true? Now you have to find out what's true. So if you were to go into a search engine, don't say, don't put like shooter that shooter in Texas or black shooter in Texas that hates police. Of course, you're going to find what you want there like that. It's going to it's going to pull up. Somebody's going to write some bullshit like that. Just shooter in Texas on the day that happened. Research it that way. Don't research it in the specific light that you might think it is or want it to be. You know what I actually find is good? And I hate that I'm going to say this because I fucking originally hated it too. Reddit. So James, James, James Cheney from Ultimate Fighter, he used to send me hella Reddit stuff. And I didn't know what Reddit was at the time. I'm like, what the fuck is Reddit? So I'm going on there, and I was like, I fucking hate this shit. Like, it, it, it just seemed, like, too chaotic for me, right? And then, like, he would be sending me silly videos from there, and then it, it, it was just too crazy. Then one day when I was looking up something I was going on, I think it was something on Syria, and uh, a, Reddit, a Reddit little blog came up. And I was like, oh, let me go in this because James is swearing up and down. It's the best. And I went in there and I have to say, now I actually look at Reddit because when I was reading that blog, don't get me wrong. It's some dumb fucks in there. <laughs> but Reddit actually has many well-read, well-researched, well-studied people from all kinds of backgrounds. 
You know, I've, I've been seeing lawyers in there, doctors, everything from all kinds of backgrounds putting Here's different insights and perspectives. So if you find the right Reddit form, you will find it's like having a debate with intellectuals almost, but not even really a debate. It's I can't even say a debate. It's like an intellectual form if you find the right ones where everybody is putting like, I've heard this and this and this, this, and the history is this and this. And then somebody else will say, oh, you're right here, but wrong here. And now this and this and that. And it starts to form this picture. And I was like, fuck, if you find the right Reddit, this shit is lit. And now I actually like it. And when it comes to all these big news stations, you know what they remind me of? You remember the Disney movies where the person's standing in the road and they look this way and it's like, Everything has rainbows and butterflies and sunlight. And then they look this way. You see the wolves and the dead trees and shit. They try to get you like that, dude. Like, and then hella people will just walk the way that clearly is fucking wrong. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, dead trees. And I can hear the wolves howling. I'll go that way. And they just go. But I feel like, man, like the news, dude, it's like they purposely give you. It's like opening a box, a, a puzzle box. And they purposely left out like 40 pieces and it's a hundred piece puzzle. And you're like, and you have to find the rest yourself. The the, the thing is, is you got to remember news channels want ratings. Yeah. So, so they, they need to cause more drama to every situation. I mean, it's crazy. If you go onto your local news, we all know we don't really get bad weather around here. Not like that. Man, we get a little bit of drizzle. These fools are out here swearing like it's storming. You know, like it's a hurricane. And you're like, dude, what are you talking about? This is some rain, man. Ask him to have on a raincoat while you yeah, get so, <laughs> so they make their, they try to make their own news sometimes, you know? And a lot of times. And, and hey, that's why you just got to watch the Spanish news, man. <laughs> Latin girls, man. I don't even be knowing what they be saying, dog. Hell no, I make my own story. <laughs> I just be looking at him like, hey, whatever she say, gotta be true. Like, you know, that's just okay. like it. We got some, uh, let me see. What do you guys think about teaching kids about life skills like finances or basic life skills, such as cooking, cleaning, self-care, or how to maintain a vision? I love that. I love that idea. I'm an advocate of that. I do I don't know what school you went to when you were younger, but dude, at my schools, that was actually there home like ec. Muscles, it's called home like ec. building yeah wood, like doing a little wood shop like called, that was actually in schools when i was young dude it's called home like, ec. Yeah, yeah yeah and then one day it just vanished and then these kids just got worse you know but <laughs> they had it when i was young yeah i'm a big advocate of bringing that shit back man um <laughs> as far you remember as even even further back here, you remember back in the days they wanted every it was more men unfortunately, but they wanted everybody male to learn a trade. You remember when yeah, things used yeah. to be like that, like before our, our time, everything. I feel like some of the best stuff got lost in time. Like, it was good and I don't know how it got lost and they stopped doing some of these things. Like, learning a trade or even what they just brought up, all this, like, cars. Cause we were learning so, check this out. Let me, let, me, let me give you this. I think the biggest thing that we could do for our kids yeah. I, I, I think a lot of that cooking and taking care of the house and everything like that, uh, you learn that at home. You should be learning that from your parents and stuff. 
right? I mean, I understand there's parents that don't clean their house and stuff like that. The one I say that needs to really get a hold on it is finances because we need to teach kids how to use a credit card. Wealth what is it? And health wealth. <laughs> yeah, and, and then teach them how to make credit work for you instead of you working to get the credit. And then teaching them that once you get that certain credit, your money and you do certain things, your money's gonna start working for you and how to make your money work for you. The reason why I say this is because People get in debt at such a young, early age, it closes opportunities for them. So they're like, damn, I got these creditors calling me out two grand, right? Whatever. I owe two grand. But when you're 18, that's a lot, you know? And now they're like, shit, I need to work. Well, guess what? Now that you're working at eight hour, eight hours a day, you can't put in as much time into school and education. So now... designed to put everybody yeah so they're, they're trying to put people there so yeah. so so let's go back to the history of of it of things like that so what was it the uh it was the reagan era where they stopped giving like your cost of living raise right so things are obviously going up in price and you're not getting a cost of living raise if that goes on too long and americans can't get what they want because we are a very want country we will lose our shit i work eight hours a day ten hours a day and i still can't get you know basic things yeah it, it would be turned upside down so what did they do they gave the common person a credit card so that way you could still get what you want or what you need and you'll be okay so that like put a bandaid over the problem and it blinded the Amer- it blinded the american population to so they're like okay i'm getting what i want i still i still get shit da, 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 right yeah but you got to pay that back and then you got to pay it back with interest right so think about it if you look at the big corporations huge like big corporations they invest in banks they get okay. Hold on, hold on. I got because I don't want you to get too far past it. I want to. I want to ask you your thoughts on services. You brought up credit cards. I was watching a video, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was. It was one of the a rich, rich white guy. He owns one of these huge businesses. I can't remember which one, mm-hmm. but he was saying that he was like the worst thing Americans got was a debit card, and he was explaining why, and he said. I have never owned a debit card. I only have credit cards. So then I'm not paying for this. You're paying for it. And he he went into this whole thing about why the debit card was bad, why the credit card was bad. And he broke it down and talked about how like this was part of how he got to being a millionaire and owning this company. And I kind of was lost because I was like, wait, you get a credit card. You got to pay that shit back. Like, hold on. And like you just said, with interest. So I'm I can't sit well, here. I wish it, I could it say depends, that though. at this point. But I, I, giving as little info as I gave, because I could, can't give you much. I don't remember the whole thing I saw at once. But what do you think about that? That so, he's saying the debit card is the bad thing and the credit card is the good thing. So there's there's a couple ways to look at that. I mean, 
this is when you start getting real savvy and where I start talking about these are the things that kids should learn, right? Yeah, you did. Like at 18. So think about it. Most 18-year-olds have a cell phone, right? Some of them pay for it themselves. Some of them don't. Let's, let's, if you pay your cell phone bill, do you get a, a credit in, inquiry? No. They, it's just you paid your bill, right? So how about this? You pay your cell phone bill with your credit card. So that way you could get a credit reporting. You pay that credit card off before the end of the month. That way you don't get interest charge. And then if you want to get really crazy, get yourself a really good credit card that you can use to pay off another credit card. So so what you can do, those are hard to get, but what you can do is say you put $100 on this credit card to pay your cell phone bill, right? So you get one inquiry for that, from that credit card. Say it was a MasterCard, right? And then you have another one that's a Discover that pays that one off. So you got two inquiries from one thing. One thing that would have never shown up for credit, period. Same thing, gasoline. You pay it on your credit card. You pay it off before the month. So you're building credit on things that you normally buy. But, yeah, things that you normally buy that you wouldn't get any credit for it. Cable bills, uh, utility bills. These are the bills that you constantly pl- you constantly pay, but you get no recognition for paying that. Only time you get recognition is when you don't pay it. Then it goes on your credit, right? And then there's certain things that people have to understand about, even when, like, you're getting a house and stuff, you know, about, about debt. Like, certain debts aren't really looked at when you buy a house. There's certain debts. People don't know it. There's certain debts that are overlooked. Um, and, and these are the, these are just the little things like, like, check this out. My wife is probably gonna get mad at me. Somebody, somebody just said, if you could pay with cash, you have zero debt, then you know you can handle it. Yeah, but you have no credit history. Yeah. And the problem is, is how many people have, how many people have the cash to buy outright buy a house? So if you have no credit history and you go try to buy a house, That's actually a problem right now. Yes. So they said the new thing that's going on right now mm-hmm. is a lot of black people, unfortunately, we're always the ones that get shitted on first, are trying to buy homes. And then the people are saying, oh, no. And these are black people with good credit. No, we aren't going to do it that way. We're only taking cash. And that's actually going on a lot in America right now because then they know nobody has that kind of money sitting around. So that's how they're trying to get. Well, when, when, when you do it that way, there's a lot of things you can you can get away with. Like certain rooms aren't permitted. You know, the house might be in, in a bad shape where where a bank won't even give a loan for it. You know, they'd be like, nope, we ain't giving a loan for that. If you pay cash, all that goes away. You know, you can make your own deals. You do what you want, really. Um, it, it's, it is crazy. That is crazy, and that whole wealth thing that you that you're talking about is that's just a new frontier, you know. Um, before it was, you don't make enough money. Yeah, I don't make enough money because I'm black, and you guys pay me less because you know, obviously. And then it was, oh well, you know, you don't have the credit history. Yeah, I don't have the credit history because I don't get paid enough to make the credit history. 
And that's where the trick is at. Because you don't have to get paid a bunch to make credit history. You're already paying bills. You're buying groceries. You are buying those groceries. You don't have to pay interest on it until you let it lapse a month like that. That's when the interest comes. If you paid off before, you get no interest, but you get the credit recognition. And that's how you have to do it. It's funny. It's funny you bring that up because that's actually a strategy I've used a long time ago. Because you remember uh, at the old gym, I was driving all the way up there and stuff from from the bay every day. So I would just put all my gas on the credit card and then just pay it off. Yeah, it, and it actually builds your credit like this because it's happening so much. Yeah, and that's like I said, if you yeah. if you have the means to get a second credit card where you can pay one credit off with that one credit card off with that second credit card. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're just paying the money. If you don't let it lapse that month, put it like this: if you pay, if you have a zero balance at the end of every month, the credit card companies hate you you are considered a deadbeat to them go look it up go look it up they'll say credit card companies consider people that pay their bill off to a zero balance at the end of the month are considered deadbeats they hate them they hate them because they don't make any money so yeah you got to know how to use what you got so check this out you know back in the day when me and my wife started dating, you know, obviously I didn't have much money. I mean, I was in the electrical union, but I still didn't have much money. And she didn't either. So I tell her, check this out. What do you do if you know you're going to overdraft? What do you do? I, I ain't never overdrafted, homie. So, <laughs> so, when people, when, so when people overdraft, you always get an overdraft fee, right? 25 bucks. 30 but I don't know. You always get an overdraft fee if you overdraft. So, I told her this. I said, if you see you're going to overdraft, you make an estimate on how much money you're going to be you're going to probably need for to you get paid again. Yeah. So, say say you go, oh, "Okay, I could skimp by with 200 bucks." Take the 200 bucks out the ATM. Why? Yeah, you went negative in your account. Right? And all that. But you're only paying one overdraft fee. Now think about that. That's $25 usually for an overdraft fee. Let's say you went to Starbucks. You you, you had to go get something at Target. And then you had to go to the grocery store. That's $75 you can never get back. That you never got anything for. Yeah. So... I've been in so many bad <laughs> economical situations that that it's like learning it's like learning with no training wheels, man. We got, we have to do better. We have yeah. to do better for our education system, for our kids to understand how to financially get ahead. And if our schools don't do it, as minorities, we have to do it. Hey, somebody said, let me see. Also, showing your kids there are other choices besides just college, like doing a trade, for example, or maybe go out and explore the world some and see how things work out there. 
I like that one. I will tell you like this, man. Uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Oh, and somebody said, what's overdraft? So the first one first, uh, I like that. I like that. I remember so growing up, I was taught, you know, me and, and a lot of most of my friends, it's like, do good in elementary, go to middle school, do good in middle school, go to high school, do good in high school, go to a good college, go to a good college. And then guess what? Like the world opens to you. I really fucking believe that bullshit too. Cause you heard it so much from a lot of people you trusted and it was all you heard. Then I did that. I got into everywhere. I got into Stanford, Yale, Duke, Davis, Berkeley, everywhere. And when I was in college, I had this professor, because I liked sociology, and I had this professor, and he was just like, hey, sorry to tell you, young man, it was a black dude. He was like, this shit's fucking bullshit. And I was like, Nani? (laughs) Like, like, what do you mean? Like, how can college be bullshit how much this shit fucking costs? Nigga, I just paid like 500 on books, and you saying it's bullshit? And he and then he just broke down how like some majors make money, some don't. You know, uh, uh, he went into the obvious of skin color can affect you in this business or that and blah blah blah, like all this stuff. And we just, he just sat there and spit some game to me, like off the grid game, just because I hella got along with him. And it was like a young black man and an older black man, you know. And I'm like, what? Because in my mind. If you went to, at that time, if you went to college, no matter what you majored in, you made money. Like, that's just how it was to me, because that's all I was fucking taught. Like, oh, you go to a good college and you do well. That's the keys to the world. And then I was like, what fucking keys were everybody talking about? Because this motherfucker works here and he's saying they like that. Then he told me and I was heartbroken. He was like, sociology don't make no fucking money, really. <laughs> like, this is my favorite Thing like so, I really start relearning shit, and it's crazy because one of those advocates of this system, like do good, do good, do good, go to college, and every the world's to you, were my grandmothers. Of course, and and I'm blessed. Both of them are still alive. I'm blessed with that right now. And uh, like it was crazy because my grandma was talking to me about my son. And it was like, I felt like I was in a twilight zone because she was like, you know, I don't think you should go to college. I'm like, who the fuck? Is this like invasion of the sea people? This ain't my fucking grandma. <laughs> who the fuck am I talking to? I, I got and some insights just, on all of that. Yeah, and, she, and it's crazy because, you know, I wish I could see things through her eyes because she's seen so more change than we have. So I can just imagine what leads her to... Uh, her conclusions but she was just like you know i used to think that like that was the way but now i realize there's kids who are very smart hella into learning and and love that whole school thing and those kids should go to college she's like but then i realized there's other type of kids that are like your son she was talking about my son and she was like hella smart but that motherfucker just ain't got no interest in the school system. And she said, for those type of kids, they should find what interests them 
and go to a specialty school. And she was like, the funny thing is specialty schools, the entire thing, depending on what college you are, can be less than just one year of an expensive college. And then on top of that, she was like, a lot of specialty schools will give you the job soon as get you a job, help you get a job soon as you're out or before you're even out. And she was like, you know how many people go to college, fucking get a, a, a major, a good major and stuff and cannot find a job at all, you know? And I was like, man, and it was crazy because this is a woman who all my life was that system, like school, 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 college, boom, and now even and, and see, the, from, from minorities, it's multiple faceted right there. They're going to say school because that's something education nobody can take from you. They can ever take that from you. And the lack of education is when you get bamboozled, hoodwinked, whatever you want to call it, you know? So, and so, so, you know, especially for minorities, they look back on those experiences and they say, school's going to teach you what, you know, type of stuff to look out for your vote and all that stuff. Especially from her age, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Her generation. Yeah. But, See, us as millennials, we're old millennials, but we're millennials. We got it messed up because we're, we're, we're some of the first. We're actually some of the first millennials. We're the like old millennials. Y2K. Yeah. So here's, here's how we got it messed up. Because a lot of times our parents would tell us, you know, get a good job, stay in that good job, get paid, you know, retire. Like my dad retired, you know, from, from Pacific Bill with the pension. You know, and that's the way we were taught. We were taught, you know, getting good with the company or, or whatever. And, and everything will be good. You know, they'll take care of you. You take care of them. But it's not like that no more. Companies don't give a shit. OK, so we got thrown off with that, I think. Um, and it, it really I think it really messed us up. And we didn't understand what we needed to do. Now, as far as the comment that was made, so I didn't originally, I I went to school right after um, high school for like a semester. And then I left, right? I I was like, this ain't for me. I don't even know what the hell I want to do anyways. So this isn't for me. So I went to the electrical union and I became a journeyman. I started as apprentice, did my years and became a journeyman. In the electrical unit. Hey, so you and Clint, damn electrician. <laughs> so, and then, and then 2008 hit, there's no work. So I moved to IT, right? And, and then I took off of IT. But also in the middle of working IT and all that stuff, I joined the, the military, you know, and the military took me specifically because of what I knew in IT. That's why they took me. They wouldn't even give me another job. I qualified for them, but they wouldn't give it to me because they knew how my IT experience was. So what I will say is where I am at now today, and I wouldn't say I'm doing good, but I'm okay. It started from a trade school. Every time I have to fall back on something, it has to do with that trade school. Like, say... I lost my job. I ain't got no money. I have no prospects of money coming in. 
I go and pick up a side job or I work or I work at some company doing that that trade that I know because that trade is certified through the United States. So I could go anywhere with that. And that's a fallback. And I think you're right. More people need to look at stuff like that. You know, like, I mean, it goes there's so many jobs out there to do that. Hey, I will tell you like this. People don't realize this. Okay, hold on. I'm getting distracted. Why is there just like two Asians and a white boy outside doing a impromptu photo shoot with cell phones <laughs> looking crazy? But uh, like learning a trade is uh, and and it's crazy because I actually this is when I was talking to Warren Buffett at Mayweather's, but he said a trade is the fastest way to entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and I was thinking about it and it's hella people that I actually grew up with and uh not to be racist here or anything but fucking just most of them happen to be like Latin Hispanic Mm -hmm. and um they learned trades like whether carpentry or this or that they to this day and this is fucking when I was in high school, they were already into this shit. To this day, we're old as fuck now. A lot of them have never worked more than one official job ever. They built a network of people that they know. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, they, they're like, people are like, oh, fuck, I need my house painted. Instead of calling these expensive companies, they're like, how much would you do it for, Bills? Oh, I need this stuff fixed in my house. It will work. So how much would you do it? And they're just their own single man company. Yeah. And and like some of my boys have literally like the only jobs they had is like, you know, when you're a kid working at a chocolate shop or some shit and in their adult life have never worked a single fucking job. And they are well, well off. I mean, making more money per month than a lot of people who work good corporate jobs some of my friends and it's oh, like yeah. it just built that network after learning a trade and that's just it you know and like one of my friends he's he does woodwork carpentry painting all this he got to the point of making so much money he hired a few people mm-hmm. so now he has like three people under him and his own little thing and they just keep building more and you know word of mouth is powerful yeah and i tell you yeah. like this white folks they love making a deal you know what I mean? So he got he got all these fucking he started going to these rich white neighborhoods and giving them these better deals than the companies. And then they tell their friends and that's just him and his three man crew. Dude, yeah. my boy makes I mean, six figures a year. You know? I, I, I take it as as uh, trade school is just like education. Something people can't take from you unless something really bad happens to you, obviously. Yeah. Um, but and, and, and I will say. That. Going to that trade school did a lot of things for me. It, it, it did education for me. It helped me to to get along in a workplace and understand it a little bit more. Um, and but like I said, it's given me that confidence too to go out and try shit that's very risky. You know, like dude, this is kind of risky to to make money off of this. It's given me that power because I know push comes to shove. Okay, it might be physical work, but I get my ass out there and work and make some money if have to be. You know? Yeah. Um, 
I think the reason why it it got pushed to the side is because of how a lot of times like like um trades trade work is it's it's rough. It's not a good environment. I'm gonna tell you guys the truth. It's not a good environment. I was a serious alcoholic because of it. Like those, the way you get treated there is is almost like a structured living, whether it be military or whether it be like jail. That's the way you get treated in there, and it's almost crazy because if you're on these construction sites, you see like clicks of people hanging out you know and and it's racial too and you're like what the hell's going on here man it's rough but if push comes to shove i know i could always go back and just give me that confidence that i do have something in the back to lean on i got a comment that said they know that trust them so they agree with you that it's like that yeah it's just crazy man and I I think especially especially black people they get really um I think a lot of times that's because to get in the union in a lot of unions you got to know people in the union to even think about it a lot of times to get you the contacts of who you need to get in touch with to try to apply and all that stuff right a lot of times those resources aren't there in our communities and our parents a lot of times haven't gone there because they didn't get that opportunity. So it's kind of a, a, like a mystery. Oddly enough, my dad got me into the union because he had a company that was in the union. So that's how I got in. And a lot of people that I know when they get in the union, they always say, Oh yeah, I knew this guy at this company or I knew this person. And these are the opportunities that we're talking about, you know. Um, it's a multifaceted thing with that, but it's just it's um, it's really about the opportunities. And that's why I always say everybody should try to travel. Everybody should try to travel. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of the Bay Area. You know, get, get just go somewhere. So you could understand how other people live and why they value certain things. And that's education, the education you're talking about. That's like self-education, you know, um, because I got deployed to Africa. I never thought I would ever go to Africa. But what we're taught about the continent of Africa is that the education system's way lower and this and that, and da, da 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 So you you think when you get there, you're gonna deal with a bunch of ignorant people and this and that. Let me tell you, it is a, <laughs> that's the furthest from the truth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you and, remember all the commercials when we was kids? It was just the skinny ass kid with flies on his. Yeah, eyes. that had a big belly. Yeah. 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 So so that's what you think, and and you get there, and you're finding finding out these people like everybody speaks at least like three four languages. And and they know like how to count in different currencies and do all this crazy stuff. And you're like, I've been sold a lie. And then you go to other countries and you think that everybody wants to be an American because we're America. Everybody wants to be American. 
But when you go to other countries, you start finding out, no, people have pride in their country, where they come from. And they want to be where they're at. They, they're, they're not, like, trying to find the next flight to the U.S., you know? I think by us thinking this way, we're just so ignorant to, to the rest of the world, you know? Um, and we're ignorant to the point that we can't look at other values sometimes and take the value of that value because we're so stuck in America. You want to be American. You you want to make all this money out of all the major countries, the major places and westernized places. We have the least amount of people with passports. We don't even cover. We're not even 40% of Americans have passports. It's about like 36% of Americans have passports. That's fucking low. It's fucking low. And you got to think about it. 36% of Americans have passports, yet every fucking American thinks they know everything about every other race, ethnicity, and country. Yeah. How? You've never been there. You've never experienced it. A lot of them, a lot of people, which angers the fuck out of me, don't even know the difference between race, ethnicity, and nationality. Even at my age now, I've opened up many people that don't, and I just be like, fucking stupid and i just get hella frustrated they they confuse like a lebanese american with the lebanese you know what i mean an african-american for african it is not the fucking same you cannot take any ethnicity born in this country and think they're anything like and i hate to put it this way like the real deal of being there is completely fucking different and I think one of the biggest educate to me the biggest education you can actually get is traveling Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is crazy. Like Africa, like you spoke. Do you know Africa is actually the country that has the most linguists in the world? Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah, and things like that. And people don't even know these things. And it's because Africa has so many different tribes and so close proximity to one another that speak completely different languages that follow completely different customs with completely different beliefs and sometimes uh, 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 religions are and, and such so they they just boom 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 and you know they still studies show that the more languages you learn the easier it is to learn other languages yeah i remember in thailand dude i was feeling like a piece of shit like dude i was i was with all the africans and shit and these motherfuckers are speaking French, yeah. Spanish, Italian, yep. Thai. Fucking, I'm like, yeah. they're like, oh, you don't know no Thai? Nigga, I'm like, sweaty cup, homie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, like, goddamn. I'm like, dude. And it really shows you how much you don't know, how much there is to learn. And like, you know, I'm obsessed with learning, but I'm like, fuck. If I'm obsessed with learning and I don't know this much, like, goddamn, you know what I mean? Like, like, goddamn, how much do people really not know? But, dude, I wish everybody could travel. Like, I want to travel so bad right now and even more, man. It's just, there's nothing like it. It is. There's there's nothing like it. You know what I mean? It just shows you how much you really don't know and how ignorant you really are, you know? And, and and you know, it and that goes back to that, that the point I was talking about looking at yourself in the mirror, you know, because you can be in a, a another country and be completely oblivious and stay oblivious to it. You can, easily can. But at that time that you see 
hey, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fucked up here, right? Like, okay, now you, now you're gonna take time to see, okay, this is why, I, how I need to change, and this is, um, and that's why I say people should travel because it's gonna put them in that environment, whether they like it or not, you know, whether they're looking to have that or not. It's going to happen and it's going to shed light on so many other things. And and, and you're going to understand that what you said, my world is so freaking small. It's so small, you know, like it's, it's, it's not it's so small. It's not even worth mentioning. Like, man, my, I hate that my world shit, man. I hate it, dog. Okay. Oh. All the, all the, the, you know, when how psychology said that's the mo- one of the most used terms is my world. Oh, what's up, Chevalo voice? Mike Chevalo, man, I aspire to be like this, man. I gotta get on my wave. I'm, I'm, I'm Mike, gonna, Mike Chevalo do everything I want to do in life. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna switch up the topic a little. Oh, well, I'm gonna switch up the topic real big. You know? Oh, you are gonna switch up the topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but do you under what I was going into? Do you understand that that my world thing psychology's Psychologists say that all it is is a defense, like it's a defense, it's a defense. mechanism. Yeah. It's because if you live in your world, you can excuse everything that you are, everything that you do wrong and hold yourself accountable for nothing. Because if you create your world, it works how the you. way you think it should work. Yeah. So everything that's right is right in your world. Everything that actually may be wrong, you can make right in your world. So you never have to be apologetic. You never have to hold yourself accountable. You never have to fucking correct things. You never have to grow. And the scary thing is people, many people are like this. And then guess what they do? Pass it on to the youth. And then guess what the youth are? Look at these fucking kids nowadays. Dude, I wish I had a belt that when I swung it, it spanked every kid in the world. <laughs> Come on, man! You in the mass punishment? Like even even the kids who aren't doing shit, like they hella good kids, like they just gotta get it too, dude. Like I swing that belt, it just spank every fucking kid on earth, dude. Because these kids are fucking horrible nowadays, and not all of them, but just overall. When I be watching kids, like they can do every. TikTok dads recite every word in these dumbass rap songs and, and and all this stuff and the parents are advocates of it but then you hear the kids speak Have and they you, and they're like eight sounding like my my one year old speaks better than them I'm like okay something's fucking wrong here dude so do you think the the teaching wrong. method is wrong the teaching method I think that the, the from the parents. I, th- I think it's just, I don't even think saying is wrong. I feel like it's the wrong verbiage even because you, that, if I say, I think the teaching method is wrong, that means I believe that the parents are teaching them and I don't. No, I'm not even so talking I, about I, that. I'm talking about like in actual school. School. Well, you got to really think about school. There are certain things that school isn't even responsible for teaching. School is supposed to, like the way these schools have always been, they, they teach you math, 
They teach you science. They teach you history. And, and they do a shitty job at all these things, of course, I'm saying. But, like, if you think about it, even when I looked at my son's schedule for high school, it's the same fucking classes on there that I had in my high school classes. Like, they aren't supposed to teach. Like, schools aren't responsible for teaching you morals, values, scruples, uh, ethics, all, all this stuff. Not I think to, they do, like, though. Very, the, the thing is, you can learn these things. And this is just my opinion. This is you can learn these things from the socialization at school, but yes, I personally absolutely. never had a teacher be like, "Let's teach values today." Like I, I never had that I, kind of shit. I think you it's know, maybe in preschool and el- elementary to an extent. Like I think it's more of a um, a situational basis how they do it with, these days. They, like okay, let's say you know. You say something to a kid or something, and, and it hurts their feelings, right? And mm-hmm. wh- or whatever. Well, then that's when that moral thing would come in, like, "Hey, you know, Dom- Dominique, that wasn't very nice to say, or whatever." You know, this is why it wasn't nice to say, or whatever the case be. I think that's more of a they do that on the situational thing, but it's so messed up because what are values? V- values are personal. You know, so now you have a yard duty giving personal values to your kids and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is like for for kids to excel, to help more kids excel in learning, period. Maybe we should look at different styles of teaching, because if even when like you go, say, to college, even when you go to college, they they ask you what is your learning? How do you learn? What what what's the best way you learn? Right? I mean, kids are the same way. They learn different. Some learn with hands on. Some learn by breaking shit. Some learn by by doing everything right the first time, trying to do it right the first time. Some learn by screwing everything up the first time, or or they need an activity to do it. You know, to to, to, to engage them. I think there's more learning methods than the usual mass learning method that we have. And I get it. I get it. It's a socialized program for the most part. Yeah, it's very hard to accommodate everyone. Yeah, I get it. I I do. Um, But our country is just so what's going to make the most money. And obviously giving back education to people doesn't make you the most money. And that's a whole nother problem. But I, I want to switch this up and ask you, even though we're this far into the year 21, what fight do you still want to see? Fight? Yeah. Wh- which sport? Which sport? Now you take whatever one you want. Damn. Dude, I want to see... I wanted to see that uh, Errol Spence Pacquiao fight. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then the fight gods who utterly hate me. I want you to know. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the fights that I absolutely want to see the most that I'd be like truly excited for, one hundred percent of them don't be happening. No, hell like, no. I remember because they're good fights. I remember when uh, when Fedor and Josh Barnett were supposed to fight, dude. In affliction. I almost blew my own fucking brains out. I was so excited. And then Affliction died. <laughs> like, Listen. like, the fights I'd be the most excited about never fucking 
happen, dude. Because and, uh, you know, but I want to see, I want to see Pacquiao, Spence, in boxing. The fight I want to see the most is Spence Crawford. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. fight I want to see more than yeah. that. Yeah, that I have to see that. I have to see that, dude. It is it just it just has to happen. I I don't you think know? it will because Spence is it, I think Spence is going to get out of 47 in a little bit. It's, it's just small. He's big. And yeah. and Crawford's got some age on him now. So I I think I think business-wise is why it didn't happen. Because Crawford's nasty, dude. Hey, but Crawford's about to, he's about to finish that contract with Aaron. That's what's fucking it up. So then then he could go to somebody to make that fight happen. And he's older than Spence, but he ain't got that wear and tear like Spence. Because Spence got that car accident, and now he just had that eye surgery. Yeah. So it balances out, you know? That's true. That's true. Um, But I think also Spence's team's going to say, look, we're kind of on top of the world right now. Why do we need to take the risk with you? What are you going to bring for us if we beat you? Yeah. And you know what? They need to just say, hey, fuck with you guys. And say, yeah. I'm doing it. That's why I like old school so, boxing. They, they want it to be the best in the world. They yeah. was like, I'm so, beating everybody in my weight, the weight above, the weight above. The weight above. So, they didn't care, dude. So you hear, you remember what Mike Tyson said to him? You know, he said, he said to uh, uh, Davis, Javante Davis, he said, you guys need to make a pack with each other to make money that you are going to fight each other. Like, hey, we are going to all fight each other to make the money. And I, they don't, fighters, they don't, it's kind of weird that they don't look at it that way sometimes, but I get it. So it's like milk the cow as long as you can milk it. Even yeah. like with Mayweather. What he did, you know, he he knew he could beat Pacquiao. Even yeah. But he said, hold up, let me let this marinate. So every time I fight, they're going to watch. They hate me. They're going to watch to try to measure me up to him. And then when there's no more milk in this cow, I'm going to go fight him and beat him. And that's it. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they were revolving off of each other, you know. Um, and them not fighting yeah. each other for so long. He, everybody is money. fucking stupid. They they like, why is he fighting Jake or Logan Paul and this and that? I was like, why the fuck not? Well, <laughs> if you could get paid millions for something like that, why the fuck? I'm like, guys, please go learn business. Yes. Why the fuck not? Exactly. Why the fuck not? You know? Okay, so we did boxing. Okay, I got one for you. Pick one person you want to see. Canelo fight. I wanted to see him fight Andre. Andre who? Ward. He retired though. I would want to I, see I know. That That's what I'm saying. I wanted to see that. That's yeah. who I wanted to see him fight. Dude, dude, I I, I got uh, Ward all day, dog. Yeah. I would have Ward all day on that. Oh you know? man, who is it? He just fought, he, he's he fighting just Caleb fought. Plant next. Yeah, I don't that's think Plant could beat him. I that, don't think Plant that, could beat him. I don't think he is, but it could be a good fight. It could be a yeah, good fight. I think, it, I think it's going to be a cool um, fight, but I don't think he's going to beat him. Hmm. The oh, power discrepancy is just too much. Him fight. I think 
I would have said a uh, Charlo Brothers, but they've been getting hit a lot, dude. Um, Why am I watching my son while we're talking, trying to tell people how to park and got them parking wrong? <laughs> dude, like, That's what they got them the parking. Parking instructions from someone that don't drive. I know, got them parking <laughs> in somebody's fucking garage. Like, he they laughing were, they too. Were, they were perfectly fine, and then he just told them to move up, and now they're in someone's garage. <laughs> but Canelo, this is, you know, it's the silliest shit in the world. Canelo, you know, I wouldn't mind him. I don't know how Triple G's looking right now, but I wouldn't mind him fighting him again. Um. Yeah, there's just no triple G. What you call it? Uh, I don't know that last fight, man. He was getting hurt and That's stuff. I ain't used to seeing him get hurt. I, I think age. he can't take that 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 Canelo power at this point. You know? Yeah, it, in in his age. Not the last too. fight. He fought a bum. The fight before that, when he fought uh, what's his? He fought the other uh, the slobbit guy, Derek Checking or Derek Derek. I can't even remember how to say his goddamn name. Uh, I yeah that that's Canelo's a hard one because there's really nobody there's nobody there I think to push him the way he to push him into a hard fight. Well, I gotta tell my son that he just guided them along when he pop up. Yeah, I don't know who dude after Caleb Plant, I don't even know who I would want him to fight. It's just I, I don't know who's left. Like yeah. maybe a Charlo. That that's was what I that's said. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, that's literally it. And you know, like I said, Charlo's been get hit a lot. Oh, hold on, dude. Hold on, I'm about to go. He already a fought Saunders, right? Hey, hold on, I'm about to go. Yeah, I'm about to go obscure here because you know I love boxing. There are some people I like now. Here's who I want to see Canelo fight. Uh uh, Bivol, the Russian guy. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, um, Bertiviev, Ultra Bertiviev. Mm. So, yeah. I know that. Yeah. Those are two somebody, good ones. And I can't even think about who it was that I want him to fight. And it wasn't, it wasn't Sounders. Uh, yeah, it wasn't him. Someone else, I just can't think of it right now. Um, but really, the good fights, okay. Who do you want to see Tyson beat up next? <laughs> They're talking about doing uh, Holyfield. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Holyfield, yeah. hey, he 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 looked like he never lost shape, though. Dude. Yeah, he did. I was watching him training, dude. Yeah. Hey, that motherfucker built like an ox, dude. I... I who you want to see him fight next? Uh, the the shit talker of all time, Shannon Briggs. I'm down for that one too. Yes, I'm down. <laughs> I actually would want to see Briggs first and let Mike get in even better shape before yeah. he fights uh, Holyfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, we got to go MMA. Who you want to see John Jones fight next? I want him to go up to heavyweight. See what he do. Me too. Me too. But I'm too. I'm scared if he gets hit. Because he gets hit. He gets hit. If he gets hit by that big ass fool, man. Dude. <laughs> he he ain't even skilled. He's just 
he got like one punch man anime power knockout. That's <laughs> like that's it. And it's fucked up because oh. he's beating people who are way more skilled than yeah. him. But if he touch you, he got like the literal Overing. touch of death. Overing that fool's head touched the back of his head touched the his back when he got hit with that up. <laughs> Dude, it looked like the Shoryuken that Ryu did on Sagat. Yeah. Or, or fight or, or that shit looked like Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whenever Orim get knocked out, it always look hella sad and tragic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so somebody said, did we see Muhammad Ali's grandson professional boxing debut? I saw the highlights only. I didn't see the whole thing. No, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, he wore the shorts that uh, uh, he wore the white ones with the little black yeah. around it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else is there? I don't know. There ain't... Dude, I wish Khabib would have took that GSP fight that they offered him. Yeah, that would have been a nice fight. That here's the thing: his dad, and I don't like to bring up nobody's dead family like that. But his dad, his mom said, "Stop now," and his dad said, 30 and zero, and I want you to fight GSP." And like, who the fuck am I to say how he honors his dad? But if it was me in that position, I'm trying to get the 30 and zero, like my dad said. And I'm fighting the person he said, you know, because that was yeah. always his plan. His dad was always like 30 and 0 GSP, last one. So he's one fight away from that. Yeah. And they yeah. offered the person. And I'm like, and I understand your mom is alive. So you're trying to do what she's saying. But I would be like, have a sit down like, mom, this is what dad fucking wanted. Let me do this last one and stop. That's what I would personally do. You know, yeah. I want yeah. to do that fight. Who do you think will win that fight, dude? I would give it to Khabib. Reason why is GSP gets a little scramble when he gets hit. He don't like he's like, hey, fuck that, I'm gonna take it to the ground. You don't have that option. But GSP has way better striking. Yeah, I but don't... see GSP also out wrestled all the people who on paper were way better wrestlers. True, true. Everybody. He just has, like, uncanny wrestling for MMA. Yeah. He trains with the Olympic team and everything, you know? Yeah, So, I I think I would... The only reason why I'd probably give it to Khabib is, as of right now, is because he's younger. He's been in the game more. Recently. You see how GSP came Recently. up in weight class and beat Bisping, though. Yeah. Bisping. <laughs> that guy's yeah. always, he just always got under my skin. That's all. You yeah, know? but you know, Bisping put in work, though. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I, we AKA and all, but when he knocked out Luke Rockwood, I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I wasn't that mad about GSP beating what's his name. I, I wasn't mad at all, actually. <laughs> Who caused it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, I was like, whatever. You know what I mean? I wasn't mad because I told him. I said, bro, you got those st- straight punches, man. Like, stop this wide stuff. And he got beat with a jab. Yeah, the whole fight. Dude, he got jabbed 888 fucking times. 
Dude, like Broke MMA guys don't really, they don't really jab. You know, they don't really jab. They don't move their head. You know what I mean? If you look at most MMA fighters, they actually aren't good at striking. That's why Israel Adesanya is whooping their ass like that. Yeah. It's yeah. just people, if you have heavy hands and a four-ounce glove, you can knock people the fuck out. Like Jeremy oh, yeah. Stevens, his striking is fucking terrible, but he got heavy hands and it's a four-ounce glove. Yeah. You know, but it's so many MMA guys I've watched go into boxing and kickboxing gyms where you are have on real gloves and you're and, and with real gloves you need skill yeah. to to hit someone. And I've just watched them get pulled to pieces. Like at CSA, at Mayweather's gym, at King's Boxing. I mean like pulled apart like yeah. like some soft barbecue ribs, dog. You know, you know, we had we had a lot of a lot of top people in there, and when I would box them, it wasn't a problem. It was like, you know, but anything else happened in that ring? Oh, my ass is trying to crawl up out of there. You know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, we on the ground, I'm trying to get up out of here. But the boxing and stuff, and and I could even say almost some of the kickboxing because it, it the angles kind of translate over. Um, yeah, it wasn't too it wasn't too bad of a problem, but if they got my ass on the ground. Yeah, I was in deep water. Yeah, yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just they actually aren't. I would actually say in my experience fighting like all the sports since I've done them all individually. Uh, when it came to MMA, I felt like the one they were the the art they were actually the most skilled in was wrestling and jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. I only fought. One person, two people, when it comes to a striking art, where they were actually really proficient. Yeah. It was Anderson Silva's top student, and then it was Fedor and the student. And they actually were, like, proficient. Like, dude, Fedor's guy was a master of sports in kickboxing. So this motherfucker obviously was like, and then Anderson's guy was like a multiple-time Muay Thai champ. Besides that, I just felt like I was dodging punches of people that were punching and kicking. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no setup. There was no nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think that the striking arts is what's really missing. MMA is only dangerous like that. Like when you see Khalil Roundtree beat Gokin Saki, who's a monster in K1, and knocked him out. It was because Khalil is fast, athletic, young heavy hands and had that little glove on and Gokin went to block the way you would block and with bigger gloves on and the little glove went through and got him. You know, so that's the trouble with MMA, but those guys really just, no, there's no real application. That's why you see Israel on the sun to just styling on people. Yeah. Cause he can do it. You know what I mean? Like he really can, but we got to close up dog. We only two hours. Hell yeah, man. (laughs) <laughs> Give them your Instagram, dog. All right, man. Give them your Instagram. My man. Instagram? Oh yeah. man, I don't, I don't. I don't even know my tag on my Instagram. Damn, what is your tag? Ain't it like MS Slave four hundred eight? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. M Slave four hundred eight. Tag, boo. You know what I mean. Follow your boy and follow me. I follow Angel five one zero. Make sure you follow my channel. Type in follow Angel five one zero on uh. On YouTube, A and G five one zero. YouTube is my music channel. You got A dot N dot G five one zero. 
on Instagram. That's my music page, but you can find everything in my bio on my regular page, including for this podcast. It will be up soon on YouTube. Get at us. That's episode one. We're going to see y'all soon. You want to say anything on closing, Maurice? Uh, you guys know how I do. Until uh, next time, I'm out. Peace. Peace. We done, dog. <laughs>